Welcome to the Magic Pisces Podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the clear blue skies, and before the great awakening. Check. Excuse the thump. I, uh, I bumped a plate as I was intro musicking, and I saw that it was picked up. So you probably heard, before the ayahuasca thump, before the clear blue skies, or maybe you didn't. Maybe you don't know what the hell I'm talking about right now. Whatever, it doesn't matter. So, discovered um, the most epic Taylor Swift song ever. It's one of my favorite songs of all times. It's called Holy Ground. It's off, I believe it's her fourth album. The album is called Red, which is an American musical masterpiece. I can't believe I'm saying this. Taylor Swift is, without question, in my opinion, one of the greatest American songwriters to ever live. And... I, it's it's uh it, she writes some of just the greatest most honest heartfelt songs that could ever be written that are just totally catchy and I'm actually not a I'm not a big fan of key changes in music and she just plays these really she writes these really kind of simple songs the key in the key of C key of G you know just really basic songs and just they they just come off just they just come off in in uh they come off amazing they just they just work there's something about them that just works i recorded an album several years ago and i asked the producer what constitutes good music what constitutes good music is my friend peter of and um he said if people listen to the music and i'm like oh yeah, that's it. Good music. It's good music if people listen to the music and they want to listen to it more. It's a good song if you want to hear it again. That's it. That's like it's the most it's the most dumbed down um it just gets you to the most dumbed down definition of what good music is. If people listen to it, that's it. And so um and you could argue that people listen to music it, just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's not good. Now, I think there is a lot of crap out there that people enjoy and I think that some of those people aren't too bright. But still, and I wouldn't put um I wouldn't categorize Taylor Swift's music as crap that people just like. It's not crap. It's very 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 good. There's just something about there's something fundamentally good about her as a being, as a spiritual being. And she lives in a creative place, it's obvious, and um, inhabits a creative space. And she's inspired the living shit out of me because I've just been plowing through, plowing through uh, the edits for my book that I got back from the book um, from the book editor, from the she's not really an editor. She's she just organized it. She did a literary review, I believe it's called, and then organized it. And so all I do is I go. I went to the coffee shop that he had cranked up some Taylor Swift, and was just like, if Taylor Swift can make this good of art, then so can I. You know, I just have to submerge myself in the creative space. I'm a decent songwriter. Um, I think I've written a couple of songs that are that are very good. Um, it's just, I'm not really musically, I haven't, I don't have the, like, I don't have the chops. Like in order to get the chops as a musician, you have to practice and practice and practice and practice and practice. And I just don't want to practice that much. I just, I just don't. Once in, once in a rare while, I'll pick up my guitar and just write a song real quick and, and there you go. Maybe I could get into writing songs more if I would like focus my energy on it more, but I just, I don't know. It's really, it's just not 
my thing and it's not to suggest that it won't become my thing but yeah this song holy holy ground it's just this ripping song about this just this like quick love affair she has you know and there's this line in it your your rhymes fit me wait what's the line here it is it's like um I was reminiscing just the other day while having coffee all alone by while having coffee all alone and lord it took me away back to at back to a first glance feeling on New York time back when you fit my poems like a perfect rhyme and it's like I was wondering if that's like a sexual reference you know what I mean like you fit my poems like a perfect rhyme but it's just this like it's so catchy and it just like fucking rips it's just this ripping song with this like epic breakdown at the end that's kind of like a chorus but it's not it's a breakdown um, and it's just got this really interesting song structure and it's got an interesting song structure and it's just C chord, F chord, C chord, A minor chord, F chord. And then the bridge is just G, A minor, F. And that's it. Or the chorus is G, A minor, F. And that's it. And then it just kind of repeats. It's just this brilliant, brilliant, brilliant song in its overall effect, the overall delivery of it. And so now I am planning on, this is my goal. I'm going to write a, a best-selling book, like a real best-selling book, and Taylor Swift's going to read it, and then she's going to contact me, and we're going to have a date, and maybe we'll get married. Because we both, it's funny, because she's got all these songs about fucked up relationships, and so do I. <laughs> and I was watching her, on like I've been stalking her on YouTube or whatever, and I'm like, Oh, Taylor, if only we could meet and I could sing you one of my songs about my broken heart, then we would fall in love. So she doesn't live that far from me. She probably lives about 70 miles from me, maybe 80 miles from me as the crow flies. So it's not, it wouldn't be completely unheard of for me to encounter Taylor Swift and like slip her my demo tape or slip her, <laughs> slip her my book. This is the Taylor Swift stalker episode of the Magic Pisces podcast. We're steering away from politics and, you know, that trial for that really awful thing that happened and masks and COVID. And we're just, I am going to stalk Taylor Swift. I'm not really going to talk to stalk Taylor Swift. Don't anybody take that literally. Not that there's enough people listening to this to worry uh, anybody. But um, yeah, G given knowing my luck, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me at all if she somehow like heard this <laughs> or or did pick up my book in a year or so when it's finished and dare to dream. I'm a little bit older than her. I think she's 31. Just turned just turned 46 and that's crazy. I'm pushing 50 officially. That's fucking weird. I don't feel it. I feel strong as ever. I feel healthy as fuck. I just went surfing and didn't miss a beat after 10 days of not being in the ocean, paddled out, scored this killer ripping little wave, and it was just so fun, and the sun, 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 fun, 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 and the sun, 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 and I'm trying to talk about, I'm trying to not talk about anything political for a while, and I'm noticing how difficult it is because there's just a lot of stuff going on in the world that I think that we all need to address. Um, but ultimately it comes down to who we be with ourselves and, and ultimately how it is that we go about connecting to God, he, she, at the universe. And what is it that you need to take on to connect to God? I was up at 5 a.m. this morning, uh, well before dawn, and I did my kundalini yoga, and I have my Jesus candle, and I have this other super cool 
um, Nuestra Señora de la Canidad del Cabre, Our Lady of Charity candle that I got at this random, you know, little Hispanic foods. Is that the right word? Hispanic foods market. A, an international foods market here in Vista, California. Or I live in Oceanside, but this is in Vista, California. So I found this great little international foods restaurant and got this or, uh, shopping market, rather. <laughs> shopping market. Is that the right word? Shop Shopping market. Um, and got these badass candles. So I'm like connecting with God early this morning, first thing. And, and if you want to change your life, wake up at 4.30 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m., an hour before dawn, and maybe do some breathing exercises or just do some meditation or, you know, Google breath of fire kundalini. Just Google breath of fire kundalini and do that for like a minute. Just do it for a minute. And then watch, see how your day goes or see see how you feel after doing that. If you want to go really gangster, I've said this before, wake up at 4, 4.30 in the morning, start your day off with a cold shower. Take a cold shower and 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 then do some kundalini yoga and get do like get up early enough that you're completely finished before dawn. And and just see how your morning goes from there. And it is it's you know, I tell anybody, you want to change your life, wake up at four o'clock AM. Like if if you say, let's say that you're a depressed person, or let's say you're struggling with some sort of uh, relationship. Uh, issue or drug abuse or what 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 have you um drug abuse i personally feel uh, like severe drug abuse i truly do feel that there are programs that are the only thing that will help with that that's my personal opinion based on my experience um but if you have like let's say you're depressed and you don't want to be depressed anymore right you have to make a commitment you have to Decide that over your dead fucking body, you will not be depressed anymore. Like you will beat depression. Now, the decision itself isn't going to make you not depressed. Just like with me, when I made a decision to get sober, I wasn't sober immediately. I mean, I was sober for that first day, but then I had to go to rehab for a long time and spend the summer in rehab. And that just totally, totally sucked. But it was totally necessary. So let's say you're depressed. Wake up tomorrow morning at 4 o'clock a.m., take a cold shower, and then do 15, 20 minutes of kundalini yoga. And do that every day for 40 days, or if you want to be really bold, every day for 90 days, and see how you feel after 90 days. And it doesn't mean that the, the depression will go away. I still get depressed. I still get crazy as fuck. I still sometimes want to just, you know, slaughter my, slaughter myself. But I have tools now. I have tools to address that stuff. And it takes work. It takes some of the hardest work that a person could ever do is overcoming, you know, mood disorders or bipolar disorder or drug addiction or a relationship addiction or sex addiction. It's some of the hardest work you could ever do. Speaking of sex addiction, addiction, I'm on day five of no PMO. PMO is porn, masturbation, or orgasm. I'm on day five. And if you read the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, the 11th step to riches is the mystery of sexual transmutation. So basically what you do is you take sex energy and you turn it around. You, you, you transmute it into a different type of energy. 
And so basically, you don't jerk off and you don't watch porn. And if you're in a relationship, you only come like every fifth or sixth time that you fuck, like every two weeks, right? You only, you don't, you don't bust, you only bust every two weeks, right? Um, and what happens is that energy that is so powerful that it create that, that the energy, sexual energy is so powerful that it creates human beings. That's how powerful it is. It can make a person, right? <laughs> and instead of shooting it off into a Kleenex or whatever, <laughs> right? You start to work with it internally and you start to circulate it. And what happens is it goes up to your brain and you, you literally, this is mostly for men, by the way, it goes up to your brain and you become smarter. And then all of a sudden, like all of a sudden I'm just like focused and clear and I'm like out in the ocean and I'm just like, I surfed my waves perfectly. And then I'm just working on my book. I'm just like, okay, I'm going to work on this book for two hours. And like I got home and just cooked this healthy meal. And then I picked up my guitar and started playing and after I'm done with it, then I recorded a podcast and I'm going to clean a little bit. And like I woke up yesterday and paid off this bill I had been putting off forever. And so what's happening is that energy is starting to work its way up into my brain and it's freaking fascinating. So I'm going to go for 30 days. Now don't hold me to this, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to go for 30 days. And by 30 day, uh, by the 30th day, I should be a super genius and a millionaire. And my, um, I have a friend, Carlos, who told me that he went to this church. He's like this really devout Christian dude. And he went to this church for a while, and the the pastor of the church was like, nobody here is allowed to jerk off or have sex or anything at all, ever. And it turns out that 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 church ended up with like the highest amount of millionaires per, you know, church capita of any other place or something. There were like dozens of millionaires. And it's because nobody, probably under threat or probably because of guilt or for some weird-ass reason, Christian reason. I don't want to rip on the Christians. But um, anyway, for, for, some, for some reason, like who knows what their motive? Maybe they were just afraid of the pastor. Doesn't matter. Ultimately, that energy got transmuted and it made a bunch of them rich. And accord, apparently, one of the secrets, if you're a man, to becoming rich is mastering your sexual energy. And what happens uh, with men, particularly in their 20s, you know, boys in their 20s, men in their 30s, men in their 40s, early 40s, up until even their 50s, they have not mastered their sexual energy. And so they're just like a puppy dog looking at every tit and every ass and every whatever, everywhere they go and flirting with everyone. And maybe I'm really just talking about myself. Um, but uh, the mastery of that energy is transformational. So um, that's the new life challenge I'm taking on. No PMO. PMO, not to be confused with PMA, positive mental attitude. So it's all kind of... Um, it's, it's all moving its way up my spine. And I mentioned kundalini yoga earlier. Um, there's a kriya that I do every day called sat kriya in kundalini yoga. That is, that's one of the things that it addresses is um, moving the sexual energy up the spine into the brain. And apparently, so that's one of the, the reasons, spiritual reasons, energetic reasons why priests or monks are celibate and they completely abstain from sexual activity is because as you move that 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 energy from your balls into your brain, it connects you with spirit, with source, with God in a much more profound way. And you could still have sex, but apparently there's a way, according to David Hawkins, um, you can also have sex without and have spiritual orgasms, but which are different from like just regular orgasms. 
if you're a man or a woman. I think it's different for women. So there's that. So no PMO, no PMO. Wish me luck. Um, so we've got, I'm going to stalk Taylor Swift. By the time I meet Taylor Swift, I will have completely transmuted and mastered my sexual energy. And the book I will have written will have moved her so deeply that she will reach out to me. So, um, yeah, so there's that. Check out, yeah, it was funny too, because I, when I heard the, the Folklore album, which won a Grammy, I heard it in July. A friend of mine turned me on to it in July, and I was like, yeah, whatever. She, she was like, she was like, yeah, I, there's this new... Taylor Swift album called Folklore and I like didn't really pay any attention I was like oh, okay whatever Taylor Swift and then I heard it and was I was blown away by this Folklore album it is just such an amazing album it has some of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard on it one uh, in particular called My Tears Ricochet there's another one called um, uh, Exile with Bon Boniver Boniver is his name you know by bon, I always thought it was Bon Iver Boniver Boniver whatever his name is uh, absolutely beautiful and tragically heartbreaking song. It's just this, just this sad song, but it's so beautiful. And then she's got one called Epiphany that is actually about um, World War II or soldiers fighting battles in war, and it's also about COVID. Um, and it's basically like you you can't you can't prepare. It's just basically like the point of the song is is that there are some days that you just can't talk about. And she's talking about medical workers and the the line goes something med, med th- something med school didn't cover someone's father or someone's brother. And then it goes hold your hand through plastic now. So like, you know, you're holding your relative's hand through the plastic sheeting in the in the covid ward or whatever. Um it's 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 a an absolutely it's an ama- it's a truly amazing song. And so then it's so cool cuz when you discover a new favorite artist and you're moved by one of their pieces of work, then you can go back through their catalog. And and I'm finding that this older stuff is actually, I think it's better. And even her like first album, which is like these teeny bopper country love songs, they're like truly good. There's just something about them that works. So what's the song that you would like to write? What's the, or what, what's the book that's inside of you that you're not writing? What's the song inside of you that you're not writing? What's the deeper, richer, fuller expression of yourself that you are not more richly, deeply, and more and more deeply, richly, and fullery expressing? Ask yourself that right now. What were you put here to do? And what's that thing that you're doing, like drinking or smoking too much weed or jerking off or getting into political arguments or watching and reading the news too much and getting infuriated like I've been? Like, what's the thing that you have to take responsibility for so that you can access more of your creative potential? Because all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm not, I, the last episode, I used some kind of crass language and totally pissed off this friend of mine. I got a phone call. It was just like, I think the phone call was basically like, I think you're a racist. Um, I think that you're, if I didn't know you, I would fucking hate your guts and I would think you were a racist. And I was like, whoa, you know, then I had to talk to my African-American friend to ask him if he thought I was racist. And his advice to me, he was like, if you're not willing to walk into the West side of Chicago and scream, whatever you said in your podcast at the top of your lungs, no matter what the context of, of it was, you probably shouldn't say it. And I was like, hmm, noted, right? And 
you see how fun it is when you just sort of step outside of the polarizing conversation, you step outside of the political conversation, you step into the creative conversation, you step into a conversation about what truly sources your existence, you step away from the vaccine conversation. I think these conversations are important for us to have, but I'm noticing that the the deeper I go in my quest for spirit the less those things that I think matter so much matter. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Goodbye to you. Goodbye to you. That we spent so many years before